the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. We are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cult, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Well, over the past few weeks on Contending for the Faith, we have been talking about guess who's not coming to dinner. Well, in the words of that great theologian, Gomer Pyle, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Tonight... You will be surprised and shocked as we bring you part two of this new series entitled Guess Who Is Coming to Dinner. So stay tuned to find out this and much more, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed. And uh, I tell you, you and Gary, when you talk about this surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, he was so much better than I was. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I tell you, I'm thinking about we need to get you guys into acting. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Well, we appreciate uh, you being here tonight, uh, Brother Jim. And we thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. And as Brother Jim has said, we are going to be talking about a lot of different surprises uh, when it comes to Luke chapter 14. So we want to encourage you to get your Bibles uh, out and... uh, Follow along with us so you can be blessed by the teaching tonight. Um, As Brother Jim has said, you know, uh, we are uh, definitely uh, thinking about these things in relationship to surprise because Jesus always surprised the people. He always blew their minds. He always had something different from what they thought they should be learning. And uh, in the midst of their uh, wrong uh, attitudes and their wrong re- reactions and their wrong uh, behaviors. Uh, Jesus is always trying to teach them something, even in the midst of their hypocrisy. And so what I want to do tonight is kind of come at this from a different perspective and uh, share uh, with you from Luke chapter 14, uh, three R's, three R's. I want you to Write these down, and I want you to look at them in the light of uh, Luke chapter 14. And uh, let me get into the first R. The first R is found in Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 16. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 16. And this first R has to do with uh, religion. Uh, Religion. And we see that in verse 1, and it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief 
Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, they watched him. See, they didn't want to learn from him. They didn't want to eat off of him and feed off of him and grow off of him. They watched him so that they could trap him because that's the thing about religion. See, religion blinds you. Religion deceives you. Religion will trick you. And religion also will send you straight to hell, my friend. You need to understand that tonight that it's not about this thing of uh, religion, see. And uh, these Pharisees were up to religion, up to their teeth. And they were into rituals up to their teeth. There was into rites up to their teeth. And ceremonies, they were up to that in their teeth. And uh, all these people were blinded. That's why Jesus called them blinded, blind guides, see. And uh, you need to have your eyes open up to who Jesus really is. And so this first group, uh, this first R, is not only people who are into religion, but they're people today that are into church. There's some people into church up to their teeth. They're into the work of the church, but they're not into the work of Christ. See, Uh, A lot of the church work can be like the delicacies in the restaurant. If you don't watch out, you get so filled up on the delicacies that when the main course meal comes, you don't have enough room. You have to say, I have to take it home. And that's what happened in so many of our churches. We get so worked out. We're workaholics when it comes to church stuff. And we're not doing anything when it comes to evangelism. We're not doing anything when it comes to reaching the community in a lot of our churches. But we're sure doing a lot of things inside the church. We're working ourselves to death. I know my sister told me when I went uh, to their church in Southern California, and I did a teaching on evangelism at that church, and I did a follow-up six months later and asked them, did you you do anything to reach the community for Christ? And she said, Brother, we are up to working in the church up to our teeth. Uh, We have meetings all week, Monday through Sunday through Sunday. And we just are so tired after all those meetings and business meetings and all of the things that are required of us to do. See, you can work yourself to death. You can work yourself doing the wrong work of Christ, see? You got to watch out for that. And, and just like these religious leaders, they were uh, had religion up to their teeth, and they had uh, served religion over Jesus. They, they loved religion over Jesus, see? And that's why they were lost. And so this first group, you know, is, is all about religion. That's what cults are about. They're not about Jesus. They're about religion. See, uh, the false religions of our day is all about religion. They don't know nothing about who Jesus is, just like these Pharisees. They were blinded, and then they watch us, see? They watch to see what we're going to be doing as Christians because they don't really want to follow Jesus, but they're watching us. And then they watch Jesus, too, and then they try to interpret him as being a great leader amongst many other prophets. No, he's the creator. He made all mankind. That's why the Bible says he's the creator of all things. 
and behold, before him there was no th- nothing made that was made. He is the creator and the maker and the sustainer of everything. And so this first group has religion up to their teeth, and that's the first R. Then the second R is the reactors, the reactors. You find them in Luke chapter 14, verses 17 through 20. Luke chapter 14, verses 17 through 20. And we talked about this, these three uh, types of people before that were into uh, worshiping possessions, and they were worshiping business, and they were worshiping natural affections. And they had the wrong reaction to Jesus Christ. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, my friend, when Jesus calls you to come to dinner with him, to dine with him. Is your motive right? See, these religious leaders, their motives weren't right in the religion. And the reactors, the second group, their motives were not right. They had excuses. And uh, when Jesus said, come, you know, come have dinner with me, they all made excuses and they used the word, pray me to be gone. See, a lot of people are going to go to hell based upon false prayers, and they're going to go to hell based upon the I theology. And these these three types of people that are found in Luke 14, 17 through 20 are reactors. They have the wrong reaction to Jesus Christ. Do you have the right reaction to Jesus tonight? Are you really serving him? Are you really following him with a pure heart, a repentant heart? Are you really following him with a true commitment tonight and every day of your life. And, you know, that's something you need to fall on your knees about because these three types of people, how they reacted, we see them in all of us today. There's some of them in, in on the radio, some of them in churches, some of them in the world, some of them everywhere in the world today, and they're always making excuses. I got to work. I got to take care of this. I got a, a, a wife and I got children. I'm trying to feed them. So I got to work on Sunday. See, there's always excuses. And I always say excuses don't excuse. They only accuse, you see. So the first group <laughs> is those caught up into religion. The second group are those with the wrong reaction. And then the third group is those who have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And we find this in Luke chapter 14, verses 21 through 24. And this is where the group that Jesus had said, he got so sick of this first group that was involved with religion. He got so sick of those with the wrong reaction. And then, so he comes to those who are outside religion. They're, even this group, notice this, this group is even outside the church. Can you imagine that? They're outside the church because the religion and these people here wasn't hearing what Jesus had to say. So Jesus said, okay, what I want you to do is go. I want you to go out into the highways. And he says that in verse 23, and the hedges and to compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bitten shall taste of my supper. In other words, all those who he talked about 
and the with the religion, see all those with the religion and all those with the wrong reaction, they will not have a part with Jesus in the final day. But he says, go out. This is what he says in verses 21 through 24. And what are the type of people he's talking about? People that we kind of like frown on, people that we kind of laugh at and tease with and joke with when you see somebody that's poor and you see somebody that's maimed and halt and blind. We, don't we have a tendency of backing off of those people when we see them and, and shunning them and mocking them and laughing at them? Jesus is saying, these are the type of people that I want you to go out and reach. And and they are responding with the true relationship. You see, the ones with religion and the ones with the wrong reaction, the everyday people, they are not reacting and they are not coming to Jesus the right way. But it's the have-nots. It's the people on Skid Road. It's the people in Hunter's Point. It's the people in Tenderloin, see? It's the people on that's, that's out on the outskirts, see? It's the people that you say they're prostitutes and drunkards and alcoholics, and, and these are the type of people that have a sensitive heart for God. And there's also people that are ill, and there are people in the hospitals and convalescent homes and those who are uh, uh, ill on the street. Uh, these are the people Jesus says, go. He's, you see, he broadens this thing of invitation because he's. it says that the master of the house, I want you to understand that. It says in verse 21, so that the serpents came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes and the cities and bring in hither the poor and the maim and the halt and the blind. Go get those people because they're going to have a close opportunity of coming into the kingdom faster than those involved with religion. See, a lot of us think, oh, I'm going to heaven because I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm going to heaven because I'm into this denomination, and I'm, uh, I'm a Catholic. You say, are you a Christian? No, I'm a Catholic. Well, you'll go to hell being a Catholic if you don't know Jesus. You'll go to hell being a Baptist if you don't know Jesus. You'll go to hell being a Methodist. You can go to hell being a non-denominationalist if you don't know Jesus. Jesus. Come to know him tonight, right now, because the the door is open for you. Jesus says, I stand and knock at the door. He that hear my voice and open the door and come unto him, I will sup with him and he with me. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Jim. Dr. Buckner, you are on a roll tonight. This is a great topic. Are you listening tonight and you're thinking to yourself, I don't really have much of a history in the church. But this is making a lot of sense to me. You may be one of these people that are invited to dinner. And we want to hear from you. Give us a call after this break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. My name is Jim Clark, and I am in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. If you're just tuning in, you uh, we are discussing, or Dr. Buckner is discussing, who's coming to dinner? And it's going to be a surprise that uh, the people that are going to end up showing up at the wedding supper of the Lamb. But before we get back to that, we want to thank everyone who has been in prayer for contending for the faith. We need the prayers of the saints so that God will bless us to stay on the air. We are a listener-supported program. It costs us $400 per week to afford airtime for this vital ministry. We also want to thank those who gave this week, Diane and Ronald, Jackie, William, Bomani, and Camila, 
If you are or if you have been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teachings and this program, won't you partner with us and keep our program on the air? This summer months are very difficult months for most radio programs. We have enough for this week's broadcast and are part of the next week's program. We need people to step up to the plate and knock a home run for Jesus. There are two ways to donate. First, you can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. I'll be saying that address at the end of the program as well. Or you can go onto your computer or laptop and type in contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. Also, I want to let you know that Dr. Buckner will be doing a conference on Friday, July 28th at, for between 7 and 9 p.m. It's uh, about idolatry and immorality, two things in the Bible that always lead to the judgment of God. We see these two things practiced not only in the world but also in the church. And this will be located at uh, Highway International Church, 1319 West Texas Street in Fairfield. Okay, get that? It's in Fairfield. And uh, Dr. Jerry Wall Buckner will be discussing these things and much more. So if you're interested in this lecture, please contact Dr. Buckner at area code 415-721-1778. Now, let's get back to our topic at hand. Dr. Buckner, would you like to uh, take a caller? Yes, let's do that. And let's uh, think, who do we have first? I guess I guess we have CC. Yes, CC. how are you doing this evening? Hi, how are you doing? Uh, we are truly blessed by uh, being in the studio tonight and through the teaching of the Word tonight. The teaching is always anointed. And, you know, I, just like, I appreciate your labels, and um, you spending time in the Word is really a blessing. Again, like I said, and you know how you break it down, because I know you're very knowledgeable, and you've been in the Word for a long time, and I appreciate how you break it down to where a five-year-old can understand it, but, you know, in the lines of with the Word. I, just, so I, I appreciate your labels all the time. Well, thank you so much, and keep me in your prayers that God will continue to use me for his glory. And we, I will. We appreciate your call, and what's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you a, a passage in Matthew's, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. Okay, you have your Bible there? Uh, yes, I do. All righty, let's, let's go to that, and uh, why don't you read it? It says, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, you shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. And I just wanted, if, if you can uh, break that down to me, too, and I know I've been really looking at this word judgment a lot. I know it's, it's more to that, but if you can break that verse down and, you know, break this in terms of, you know, judgment and what I've been looking at for the past couple of weeks. Okay, thank you so much. Um, well, that's a good question, and uh, what uh, Jesus is referring to here, he's not altering what the law was in the Old Testament, but what he's uh, quoting from is Exodus 20, verse 13, and Deuteronomy 5 and 17, and uh, what Jesus is really pointing to here when he says, thou shalt not murder, which is from the Ten Commandments, He's literally saying, do not murder people, premeditated murder. You know, in the old King James, it uses the word, uh, thou shall not uh, kill. But that's not the Hebrew word, it's thou shall not murder, premeditated murder. And so uh, if you take a person's life uh, and you g- die in a non-repentant state, 
uh, you will go into the judgment and be separated from God throughout eternity because in the book of Revelation, it talks about murderers will not enter the kingdom of God. Well, uh, that's referring to non-repentant murderers, you know. And so uh, I know uh, Ted Bundy uh, killed over 26 women, uh, and um, James Dobson went to the prison and uh, ministered to him and brought him to the Lord. And I believe that man had a genuine confession, and he's in heaven. You know, God will hold him accountable for the murders, but the reality is, you know, uh, he will be in heaven, even though uh, he did these heinous crimes. And just like the, the thief on the cross, you know, and he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. But I think also what Jesus is referring to here as well is uh, that that uh, here is uh, uh, tongues can be murderous, you know, because you know, we think of murder just always with uh, a gun, but our tongues can be one of the worst guns, and we can kill people uh, with our tongues as well. And uh, so we can be abusive with our tongues. And uh, like there's one girl that uh, that was in the news not too long ago who told her boyfriend to go and kill himself. Well, he went and did that. You know, we can say murderous things, and we can say things that are hurtful. We hear about this in schools all the time where people are being uh, bullies and saying things that is hurtful and demeaning, and so these kids are going forth and killing themselves, and and a lot of them, I believe, don't have a foundation in the Lord because if they did, uh, God could give them strength through this struggle. So, uh, so just understand that this is not just talking about Jesus, not just talking about judgment of a murder per se, but he's dealing with the behavior. Because if you read the whole context here, uh, you want to read the rest of the verses here. And he and this is a, some problems amongst brethren, you know, with their tongues with one another. And they can still be judged by God when you do things in the wrong way, even with your tongue. You know, God is going to judge you. Uh, he's going to judge you because uh, God don't take it lightly when you uh, do things uh, in an ungodly way to people. So you will be judged with your tongue. So we need to make sure our tongues is controlled by God. And uh, there is an, 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 an acronym that I always try to give people. Uh, when it comes to the tongue, and T means, is it truthful? Always look at things on a truthful level, because the acronym is THINK, you know. Think before you speak and act. And so T stands for, is it truthful? H means, is it helpful? And the I means, is it inspiring? And then the N means, is it necessary? (laughs) You know, a lot of things we do is not necessary. We just speak whatever is on our minds. And then uh, you know, Proverbs 15 and 1 says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stirreth up anger. So we need to watch what we say to people and how we say it. And then the K stands for it needs to be kind things. You, need, you know, and all these things come through the Spirit of God. But if we live by this acronym, I think it'll help to keep us in, out of a lot of trouble. We need to put it up on our walls in our house and in our cars. I think it'll be a great thing to help us. So hopefully that helped you out. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. You have any prayer requests? Yeah, if you could pray for me, um, you know, I just want to have peace of mind. Peace of mind is a lot of a lot of different issues I've been dealing with, 
And I just want to pray, you know, I just want to bring them to God, pray for my mother Rosa and my dad and my sister. And I want to continue um, in my family as well. And I want you guys, could, if you continue to pray for Jamie Foxx and uh, Mike Tyson, um, you know, that, that God will reach out to him. Mike Tyson's been going through a lot of depression and a lot of other things he's, you know, he's, he's been facing. And Jamie Foxx may feel like he's okay, but he needs, he needs Christ too. So I just want to pray for, for those two. I know Jamie Foxx is going to be doing a movie uh, where he's going to be acting like Mike Tyson. You know, he's got, his, got him down packed. But I want, to, I want to pray for those two individuals. Mike, Mike Tyson's really trouble right now, and I'm concerned about him. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. God has given you a ministry for people on that side of the world. So we appreciate that. And we're going to have Brother Jim uh, to uh, uh, do the prayer. Brother Jim. Hi, CC. How you doing? Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. well I just want to lift you. What's that? Oh, sorry. Also, you reminded me, too, because I, I went to pray for Jim Carrey, too. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Sounds He's good. He's a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. <laughs> All right, well, um, Father God, we, uh, we just come to you in prayer tonight for C.C. and his family, for, uh, um, for his mom, Rosa, his dad, and his sister. And, Lord, we pray that your, your grace and your blessing would be upon them. And, Lord, uh, that their hearts would be turned towards you and that they would be studying your word. And, Lord, that uh, they, they would be reaching out to those they know as well. Uh, Lord, I pray for C.C. and that you would just give him a peace of mind. Lord, that uh, sometimes we all could use that uh, during our day as we live in a very complicated world. Uh, and Lord, I also want to lift up these celebrities, uh, Jamie Foxx, an actor. Lord, he's a tremendous actor. And Lord, we just pray that, uh, that y- you would just give him grace, Lord, that if he doesn't know you, Father, that you would uh, grab hold of his heart and the Holy Spirit would come upon him and he would have a complete and utter turnaround. And Lord, I pray the same for Mike Tyson. And, Lord, that uh, he's got a very colorful past. And, Lord, you have you have saved people with even more colorful pasts. And, uh, Lord, we, we thank you for that. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come upon him. And, uh, finally, Lord, we also lift up Jim Carrey, another tremendous comedic actor. Lord, we just pray that uh, your, heart w- your heart would be with him, that his heart would be with you. And, Lord, that uh, he would uh, come to know you in a very powerful way. And... Uh, through that, he could lead other people to Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. And thank you, Cece, for your call. And God bless you. God bless you, too. If you guys can keep me on the air, too, because I'm not, I'm not by my radio. Okay, we'll do that. Do all we right. have enough time to get to Jermaine? At least get to us. Let's yeah. get to Jermaine. Jermaine, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing very well. All right. Good to hear your voice. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It has been a minute. I miss you guys. Yes, yes. You're doing well in the family? Everyone's doing well. Well, good, good. And uh, what's on your heart tonight, my brother? I just wanted to discuss Second Timothy uh, two fifteen. Yes. About, uh, yeah, just uh, about dividing the word of truth. Um, I notice a lot of people use that scripture to kind of justify whatever their point of view is, and me and a, a brother were having a discussion over that. And I just wonder, was wondering if you could maybe break down what exactly dividing the word of truth really is, because most of the people that tell me that, they, I find a lot of them haven't necessarily been uh, thorough Bible students. They stay with a particular doctrine to justify their belief. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Thank you so much. That's a <clears throat> good question uh, there. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to say 
that the word study, when it says study to show yourself approved unto God, the word study there in the is an old King James word. It's not in the original Greek. So a lot of people will say it's referring to the word of God, but it's more on a broader level because the Greek word there for study is diligent. And it means to be diligent in everything. So what the Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy, that I don't want you just to be diligent in the word. I want you to be diligent in everything that you do for the kingdom of God. And so, and he is referring to this with accuracy and precision. And and Paul understood the precision and accuracy and preciseness because uh, being a tradesman and a tent maker, he had to have that precision uh, at what he did and the preciseness and accuracy. And he's referring to anything that you do in ministry for Christ. It needs to encompass all of that. I, I really do believe that uh, the thing that uh, helps us to interpret the Word of God on an accurate level is to really know the essentials of the historic Christian faith. And, 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 and I think the problem with a lot of people is that they don't have a basic working knowledge of the essentials of the historic Christian faith, and that is Jesus is the only way, the Trinity, the deity of Christ, the atonement, the bodily resurrection. Those things are so paramount in and having a basic working knowledge of that and being discipled and once we are discipled in that area and then we maybe take a class in hermeneutics which is the biblical science of interpretation uh, once we have a foundational belief in Jesus and the essentials then we put that together with the hermeneutics and it brings forth a, a real good accuracy of the Word of God. And a lot of people misinterpret it, and they fall into eisegesis because they don't have a foundational uh, truth regarding the essential doctrines and stuff like that. And so if they have a working knowledge of that, uh, this going to fall right into the right interpretation of everything. What I'm going to do right now, because we are almost at a commercial break, uh, we're going to put you on hold. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this and uh, before you go off the air, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Jim. All right. Well, we are going to take a break to better have our sponsors better serve you. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're listening to the program, please do give us a call. And uh, we'll talk to you after the break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. This is Jim Clark. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And uh, we are, our topic for this evening is guess who is coming to dinner. And so, but in the meantime, we've got uh, in the middle of a phone call, but uh, before we get back to the phone call, I wanted to remind you of a conference that Dr. Buckner is doing in Fairfield on Friday, July 28th, and it's about idolatry and idolatry and immorality, and you're not going to want to miss this. So if you want more information about this, I'll be talking about it again at the end of the, end of the program. So you can give us a call at 415-721-1778, and uh, you'll want to check that out. But in the meantime, we uh, want to get back to our call with Jermaine. Jermaine, 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 are you there? Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Thank I'm you. Here. Thank you for your patience. And uh, we do want to encourage people to come out to this conference, and you get a chance to meet our staff, and Brother Gary will be moderating. And so 
Uh, we know it's going to be a blessed time, but you'll be learning a whole lot about the issues that are facing us today and why the judgment of God is coming down so hard upon our nation today and churches as well. Uh, so we were talking to Jermaine, and um, so there is some uh, a system that, uh, Brother Jermaine, that we all have to have a basic working knowledge of, and I think we need to just uh, know the basic principles of hermeneutics and history and context and languages and that sort of thing. And um, and I believe that if we're also taught under uh, a with a good Bible teacher, it helps because the thing that's lacking today why there's so much misinterpretations is that most people have not been discipled. And that's why Jesus spent so much of his time discipling people because that's how people go way into the left field and and that sort of thing. And, you know, when you think about the disciples, many of them were discipled under John the Baptist, and then John the Baptist uh, led them to uh, Jesus, and they uh, was discipled by Jesus. So when Jesus got through with them after John the Baptist, they were some powerful men. And today, we're just lacking that today in our churches. People are not being discipled. You know, we join churches, and you get baptized, and then you get your name on the church list, and you get involved with the church activity. But we need to be discipled, and we need to be discipled in the area of essential doctrines. And and it's uh, we learn a lot in the churches and Sunday schools about uh, David and Goliath and a lot of these Bible stories, but we need to include in there some of the essential doctrines and stuff like that. So what I'm sensing uh, before you go, uh, maybe you can give me a, a more of a uh, succinct example of the person that you uh, may have had a problem with or persons and then I can shed some additional light to that. Can you give me some examples of what you what you went through? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, well, you know, um, whenever I typically encounter people who, who throw that particular scripture, um, it's usually, and, if you're so, and some of them are, are Bible-believing Christians, they just believe in a particular doctrine that I don't support, but I know it's a lot of dispensational friends, um, friends who have a particular view of just staying in the... Uh, in the Pauline scriptures and avoiding everything else, thinking that the Word of God was not completely written to everyone, but just a certain population. Uh, you know, th- those are the kind of folks I typically run into. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, you, you, the, and a lot of them. The, again, when you talk about dispensationalism, it's something that uh, has led a lot of people astray from. Uh, the truth of Scripture. And one of the things that I would recommend uh, is that I got some good resources that I can refer to you on this uh, subject matter as well. And uh, I would like to talk to you more about it. Um, but I got some good uh, resources for you that will help you in the face of dispensationalism uh, and some approaches uh, to that as well. Uh, because when when they try to argue a lot of things when it comes to dispensationalism, uh, you say to them, "Show me a scripture where that's uh, backed up with what you're saying," and then and and nine times out of ten they can't uh, demonstrate it at all. And then you take a special note of what they say, and then uh, you try to answer it. And if you can't, you can always get back with us and uh, with our ministry, and we can uh, or call in. 
uh, with a specific question around it, and then we can help you with it because there's some good material out on how to witness to those involved with the dispensationalism and that uh, era uh, that uh, has bombarded the church. And uh, you might even want to get the book, The Church in the Tribulation by Robert Gundry and, um, you know, The Blessed Hope uh, by George Elton Ladd. And if you stay on the line, uh, Rick can give you the details of that and the Church and Tribulation, you want to get that one because what he does in that book, and even George Elton Ladd, they were two professors that's gone on to be with the Lord. They did a fine work in that area because uh, they they break it down and they show the dangers and the problems and how to effectively witness and to them in that area as well. And we're sending uh, those two books to a uh, another sister in the Lord to to help her too. So I think it'll give you some good ammunition around the situation. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I can use my uh, sword sharpened. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, but point by point, you know, you write down what they throw at you and make sure that you can answer that. And if you can't, you know, you, that's a good thing you can call in for uh, and let us know. And then we could uh, break it down and kind of help you with that specific. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Buckner. Yeah, keep on doing the work of, uh, of God, brother. You're, you're right on target there. And, uh, and, and, you know, and keep hanging with brothers like ourselves because this area is where I've done a lot of work, and it can could, it could really uh, exhort you and encourage you in this area. All right. Well, God bless you guys. God bless you too. Take care now. All Amen. right. What a program. Yeah. Uh, Brother Jim, how did this message tonight uh, minister to you? I always throw that out to Gary as well when I'm talking with him and, and, you know, we have some time to kill and we want to encourage other people to call in. But um, how did this uh, message tonight minister to you in terms of the three R's and breaking that down? And uh, I know you were taking notes as well. So Mm -hmm. uh, how did it minister to you? Well, I uh, felt a little bit convicted when you were talking about uh, the reactors, mm-hmm. you know, and people who make excuses. And I'm trying to think, hmm, I think I've been guilty of that from time to time. Um, it's so easy to, you know, think about all of the complexities of this life and and then kind of use those as excuses. I mean, jeepers, we do that with just, you know, why we aren't getting the things done around the house. Uh, so, but yeah, I... Uh, you know, I I don't really think about too much about the religion aspect of it. I I've never been one that's been enamored with religion. Uh, even when I grew up Catholic, you know, it was not, you know, it's religious practices and that sort of stuff just were not really uppermost in my mind. But you know, uh, about the the specific scripture, uh, Jesus was obviously talking about the Jews were not responding to the gospel message; they were rejecting it, and the God them. That parable was pretty obvious. It's like, hey, listen, you don't, you don't want to come to the party. Um, there's going to be a lot of Gentiles out there that will, and they do, and they did, a lot. So, in fact, that was Paul's whole ministry, was it not? That's true. Yeah. So i i I find it very encouraging uh, from the standpoint that that Jesus came to save all men, and some. Even those who think that they are devoted to the, to the Almighty are going to reject Him. 
And that's a message for everyone out there that needs to understand that if we're putting our religion or our excuses in front of Jesus, that's 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 a wake-up call. It really is because he's not going to wait on us forever. No. And uh, he even said uh, he'll uh, call out the rocks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the rocks will start the worship him, you know. So he's mm-hmm. not going to wait for us. And you're so right about this whole thing. I'll be touching on that next week uh, when Gary comes in. This whole thing that uh, that he was reaching out to his own, and the scripture says he came into his own, and his own received him not. Mm-hmm. And that was so brilliant, just to bring out that point about, you know, he he called his apostles and especially Paul to start going to the Gentiles. And that's how his ministry just exploded. Um, sad to say uh, that, and I said this last week, that some of the worst atheists in our world today are Jews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you, when they uh, are against, you know, the word of God, they're really against the word of oh, God. Yeah. I mean, and they yeah. make it uh, no pull no bones behind it, and and so we see this pattern of this uh, rebellion against God. Not only in Jesus' day, but we see many of the Jews today still in rebellion, not even accepting the passages in the Old Testament that speaks of Jesus. Because I, I I've talked to a Jew the other day, and I said. Uh, you know, he says, well, we believe in the Old Testament, <laughs> but we don't believe in the New Testament. And I said, well, the Old Testament talks about Jesus. Mm-hmm. What does that talk about Jesus? I said, well, and uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I said, the I said, yeah, throughout. Old Testament That's right. Jesus. And I said, well, the uh, let's, let's look at uh, Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and God has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And I said, who was that? And those are just the obvious ones. That's just the, <laughs> that's <right. laughs> the prophecies like that are just the obvious ones. But, mm-hmm. but we see it even through the books of Job and, mm-hmm. and all of you know, the, the, uh, the Psalms and not about direct prophecies, but things that were modeled, uh, you know, where Jesus was the better servant, Jesus and so on. It's, it's very telling. But getting back to the, to the, to the atheism out there. Because we live, at least in this country today, this, this time is unique in this country because uh, the godless are more vocal than they have ever been. And with the likes of Richard Dawkins and so on. And they uh, – Bill they, Yeah. And they are, they are taking to the streets and they are out to demolish people of faith. Uh, they're not succeeding. But they, are, but they are more vocal than ever. They may sound like they're su- succeeding, mm-hmm. but they're not. And in fact, I still believe that there are many people that are coming to Christ, even in spite of all of that nonsense that they Yeah, you, you find that every time the church went under persecution, mm-hmm. the church just grew. Yes. And we, uh, like an example of this, I'm kind of giving an example of this today, you know, um, Truett Cathy, you know, he started Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. and they have the Chick-fil-A closed every uh, Sunday because they want people to go to the church. Well... He passed on, and his son took over. So the gay community went to him and said, what do you feel about gays and gay marriages? And he says, well, uh, we love gay people for Christ's sake. 
but we believe, and he didn't do it in a condemning way, we believe that marriage is for a man and a woman, you know, from the perspective of God. And they just hated that, mm-hmm. and they went, they boycotted Chick-fil-A and thought that it was going to help to shut down or turn away the business. The business just this yes. this exploded. <laughs> <laughs> they put them on the map. It really did. But you know, it, it, that's very interesting because you know the, the church does grow in times of persecution. But the it showed it does show that the godless and and the gay community, at least this particular faction of them, are not interested in tolerance alone. They want you to believe. They want to force your beliefs. They want to change the way you think about them. They want to be celebrated, right? Mm-hmm. They want their sin to be celebrated. They, they want Christians to say, oh, no, we are wrong. We accept you. No, you're, you're not going to hell. That's what they want to, people to think. It's not enough that, that, you don't, you know, that you can just disagree with them. Forgetting about government policy or anything like that, they don't. They they want to use government in order to force people to believe that they're okay. They need that for some reason. Mm-hmm. I find that to be really interesting. Yes, it is. It's Satan has always been very twisted mm-hmm. uh, with his mindset, and when he influences people, he get them to think in a twisted way. Uh, and when we think about the the whole gay thing, it's not a biological issue that they try to bombard us with, but it's a behavioral issue. Mm-hmm. That's a sin issue. And we as Christians are never going to alter that. You know, we love the gay community and we love even those who are not Christian, but we will never alter the principle of sin and we'll never compromise that. That's now, it is true that, that there are a lot of Christians out there that elevate this sin of homosexuality above all the others. In other words, they'll make hay about it, and they'll talk about this particular sin while they're sinning in other ways. Right, right, because the heterosexual sins is, mm-hmm. is, is serious as well, and we got to balance it out. That, that is so true. Well, we got to understand that sin is sin, mm-hmm. and that God's going to judge it all. So yes. that's the, I think that's the thing that we really need to, uh, to communicate to those the, the religious-minded, which I, I believe that's— those are the ones that are really caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're caught up in the religion, and and again they want to they're they're trying to force a certain issue, uh, you know, policy or whatever to go their direction. And uh, this is unfortunately what I see. The church is engaged in this in some ways, as well as the unchurched. They're trying to use the politics in order to to make everyone believe the same. And we are not going to believe the same. Uh, we want to encourage people to to come to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will sort out their sin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah he absolutely will sort out their sin. Yes, he will, because <laughs> the Scripture says he's come to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a pastor talking to me uh, about a month ago, and I was going to speak at his church, and he says, uh, uh, what was the expression he used? I'm going to clip this other member of my church ears. And I said, Pastor, it's not your job to clip anybody's ears in the church. It's the Holy Spirit's Amen. job. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I've got uh, one question for you before we uh, um, 
Oh, gosh. What was that question I was going to ask? It was right at the tip of my tongue. Anyways. Did you have a senior moment? I did. I just had a senior <laughs> moment. Um, you know, I think that uh, the discipleship, you, as you mentioned, uh, needs to move beyond the flannel graphs, right? Yes. We, we need to get uh, people that are coming to Christ in our churches to, to, to learn that doctrine. And because otherwise, we're going to see them fall away. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to fall right into what Hosea said. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen. And be, and then the rejection as well. well. We're going to let you knock a home run in the name of Jesus. And thank you for being here tonight. And you've done a wonderful job in the Lord. Always a pleasure. Okay. Well, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast. And we would like to thank Vince, our engineer. And uh, Rick, who's back as our phone counselor. Amen, Rick. And uh, you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. You can also reach Dr. Buckner on phone by 415-721-1778. And by the way, that's exactly how you find out about the conference. And don't forget about the conference that's happening in Fairfield, on July 28th from 7 to 9, and we look forward to seeing you there. And so please keep us in your prayers until the next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 